Welcome to the True Face Podcast. You are um, yeah, burying your head into Romans 3, 4, or 5 oh these days. I, I don't even think... Uh, we've Have we mentioned the Grace series on this podcast? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't remember doing that. We, we, we at Open Door Fellowship... If, Bill says he did it back in 1985, too. I mean, oh. like even previous, maybe not 85, but but a decade before or so. And then 95, 2005, and now here we are in 2016, um, once again doing what we call Grace the Series. And uh, so – Can we, people get it? I mean, how, how do they – if they don't – Yes, they could go online to odfchurch.org. And uh, they're all there in the message series. So we've just started. Well, there's been one so far. Yeah, we've just started. Yeah. So uh, last it, week was the first. And and the, we have archives of it. But this is a new uh, attempt with just you and Bill and I doing it. And we've trimmed it down from like 28 weeks to 16 weeks. We've just learned to be kinder on the audience, <laughs> uh, you know, just yeah. uh, so. And and we will move from Romans 3 to 8. Yes, we'll go we, through uh, eight. 3 and 4, just just because they're great theological setups um, for 5 through 8, which we always say is that hugely, giantly important section of how then shall we live in this grace. Not just a theology, but how practically, what does sin look like? How do I... How do I face? What is grace? What is the power of that over sin? So um, really strong theological study. And boy, we got out of the gate in chapter three with six definitions on on Sunday because it's just so dense with propitiation, righteousness, justification, redemption, uh, all those. So it's imputed versus imparted, which is always excellent. Yeah, yeah difficult to keep straight in your mind. Yeah. Although I have a little mnemonic that now oh, I'm, you've got something going yeah. on the righteousness. I mean, both are good, right? I mean, imparted and imputed. But imputed, you know, it's that one that's like, like you were saying, it's like you, it's you know, legal, right? And so it's good, but it's not in my mind quite as good, you know, as imparted. So when I think about the difference, I think if I'm imputed, then I'm a puttering. Like I'm in my little boat and I'm just kind of puttering along. Uh, but if I'm imparted, then yeah. I'm I'm parting the waves. I'm you moving. Got some horsepower. Come on. Yeah. So uh, I like that. If you're a puttering, Come yeah. on. then you could be imparting. Yeah. 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 So if the podcasts have been helpful to someone, they might enjoy this particular 17 week series. I think very much so. Yeah. You yeah. wouldn't have to hear my voice. So that's a plus. <laughs> what no a plus. Singing, uh, yeah. No singing. No singing. Yeah. No silly little putterings. Speaking of the uh, silly singing, um, we are still in Fresh Fresh and Favorites. We knew you were waiting for that. (laughs) And today we are Hebrews 13. Yes. Uh, Starting in verse 7, going through uh, verse 9. So in verse 7, remember those who led you, who spoke the word of God to you, and considering the result of their conduct... Imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today Mm. and forever. Mm -hmm. Do not be carried away by varied and strange teachings, for it is good for the heart to be strengthened by grace, Mm. not by foods, through which those who were so occupied were not 
benefited. Hmm. And that's an argument is against that, the buffet right there. It is. Hmm. Is this a hard verse for you to read, David? Sure not is. by foods. Not I mean, by foods. I mean, it doesn't say not by coffee. It doesn't uh, say not true. by beverage. Yeah. So I'm, I'm finding the loophole but and I am are sprinting through it. Into the cuisine, though, my friend. Yeah. And uh, so this is uh, – I know John asked you to read it, but I just didn't know how conflicted it, it was for It you. was tough. Um, I mean, I feel like those out there could be praying for me. And John, why did you select well, this scripture? We had just done 2 Timothy 2, 1 of uh, you then my son be strong in the graces in Christ Jesus. And this one just barraged me one day. It came at me from several angles and several different uh, mentions of it. But it struck me just the word good that uh, the, the author of Hebrews wanted so much to say to you uh, as apart from all the things that you might think would advance you and be good, like uh, some nuanced, uh, strange, mysterious teaching that nobody has but you, um, or your attention to certain feasts and holidays and certain types of dates. And he says, you know what? Those are not really good for you. They don't build you up. They don't strengthen you. Instead, he says, and it's just so encouraging. In fact, the fact that we're choosing to do it is, it feels like we're on a monopoly. Yeah, that, we're doing right. the very thing that we're uh, uh, talking about. To be strengthened all the time, we can be strengthened by drawing to attention to ourselves and to each other all of the elements and in reality of grace towards mm. us. And I love a little later on, it, he's saying, be strengthened in grace, not by, and you could say a lot of different things. So he says right. food. That's but later right. on in verse 14, he, 14, he says, for for here we do not have a lasting city. And, and that applies to all the different ways that we could try and, and, and work at right. what we're doing. But we are sinking the city which is to come, which is Jesus, which is the strength of grace. You know, he is, he's the right. fount of grace. So I like that juxtaposition. He's talking to the Hebrews here and he's saying, listen, you've, you've got all your ways that you've been thinking you could get this right. right. We're seeking a city that will not fail. Yes. And it's I like outside the, I like that this juxtaposition. Camp. Yeah. You know, in this context, too, I think in our particular day, there are numbers of strange teachings surrounding money mm -hmm. and how if you are more spiritual, you will have more of it. But in this very context, he's saying, keep your lives free from the love of money mm -hmm. and be content with what you have, because God said, I'll, I'll never leave you. Mm -hmm. I'll never forsake you. And so we get strange teachings because we get away from the grace of the gospel in Jesus Christ. And we begin to say, well, temporally, if you do this, this, and this, so it's kind of like a ceremonial law. If you do this, this, and this, you'll, you'll, you'll be wealthy. Mm -hmm. You might be healthy. Mm -hmm. And that is a strange teaching yes. from Hebrews 13. And if being wealthy is a requirement of being mature in Christ, you have no business listening to us. <laughs> Do not let we, us lead you, friends. We have found a way to stay clear of that. Whatever that has taken, we've done it. Or most of the Christians in the world. Yeah. Um, uh, I was thinking about this stat the other day. 1% of 
of the world's people have a an income of 38,000 or more. Wow. I'm thinking, how different do we look at money in North America mm. than the vast majority of Christians mm-hmm. around the world? So th- another piece of the context that I wondered if we would look at is this verse 7 that says, Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate mm-hmm. not their ceremonial laws and, and uh, not their teachings on food and all these things, mm-hmm. but imitate their trust, imitate their faith mm-hmm. in Jesus Christ mm-hmm. who never changes. Um, I think he's focusing the people back to the core of what keeps you near the grace of God, mm-hmm. and that is to trust in Jesus having done the work that you couldn't do. When I think about this too, I wonder what are the strange teachings that may come to mind? Like money was the one that just popped mm-hmm. into my mind because of this context that you think are, we may be most susceptible to today mm-hmm. and the church at large. What are the things that just surface in your thinking? Well, if you, speaking of juxtaposition, um, if you've got you know, one side where it's saying, if you do well, then you will be rewarded monetarily, then there's just as strong of a push on, if you're any kind of a Christian, then there's only one way to, you know, get, get rid of your things and, and, you know, serve the other extreme, the poor and, and those kinds of things, which, you know, obviously money, having money is a blessing from God, if it's received in the way that that he wants to give it to you same as, and we're called to serving the poor and we're called to serving the poor in spirit. And we're called to all of that, but we make an idol out of the fix. And what I mean by that is like, I don't feel good about where I am with God's grace. I don't feel fulfilled in his grace. Therefore it must be, he's holding back because I am not doing X be it on, on one side or the other. So I, if I sell all my things, I'll get closer to God, which is the exact opposite of grace, which is I am already close to God. And so he may be leading me into an expression of his goodness in that. I would, I would go and do this because he's actually calling me to that. Yes. But so many, it's like, well, you know why you're not receiving more of God? Yes. It's because you're not sold out enough. And sure, we can anything, be distracted. Yeah. And anything come to mind? Yeah, I I think um, there's always those really bizarre ones uh, that that pop onto the bookstore shelves periodically for a couple of months until people realize, eh, that's probably. I not was it. barking for Jesus for like a couple of months, John. <laughs> I mean, that's not. But but I I think all those that are not of grace, if if discernment, wisdom, and insight come from the heart of trust, of all those things that come out of trust, well, then the aberration of that would be anything that I can do without trust. Whatever biblical knowledge I could get that would make me come off better than you, that that didn't involve me having to trust anyone with me, uh, trust God with me, those would always, I think, fall into that aberrant teaching or those strange teachings uh, where people spend a lifetime getting the nuanced uh, n- head teaching of a certain thing that doesn't advance anybody in their maturity or help a marriage or uh, help someone struggling in their faith. Yeah, and so, they don't even know it's happening to them. Mm-hmm. They, it's just the way they were 
taught in a particular community, mm-hmm. where they grew up, uh, in, in the church or what, whatever is unintentional yeah. on their part. They don't know it's happening. Yeah. And which is why the caution here in Hebrews 13 that you, be intentional, consider the outcome of their way of life. Yeah. And if your outcome is in bondage, right? Yeah, that's a good word because grace, grace does not flourish in fear. Yeah. yeah. And when, you know, one of the communities I grew up in, there was a lot of fear about the end times and it's great to understand that and to be interested. And, but it was all motivated out of, out of fear of what was to come, not the joy of what was to come. Or if the joy of what was to come, it was because of those pagans that weren't going to get the, like, I was like, whoa, where's the, where's the cool Jesus part of this as I kind of grew up and, and got a little distance from that. So I'm still interested in those things, but man, you can get really sidetracked by, by selfishness of how do I take care of myself in the goodness of Jesus coming back. So that's another one where it's like, wow, if fear is driving you, then you know that grace isn't flourishing in that space. Also, I think when, when I first looked at this, my, my thinking was so many of us out there are going, Oh boy, if I get too much of that grace stuff, it's going to, I'm going to, and so this verse is saying, Oh, you'll never get too much. Mm, You'll, it'll never be, You'll never be in a wrong place because it will strengthen your heart yeah. to, to have it strengthened by grace. You're always doing a good thing. If you are encouraging another in grace mm-hmm. or allowing yourself to be encouraged by who he says you you are, who he says he is in mm-hmm. you, uh, what he's done for you, that it's not about you having to pro- – that will always be good. Isn't that beautiful? It's just always – I don't have to worry, oh, my gosh – uh, am I off on a side? You can't be as long as I'm going there. That's right. And and that's because the foundation, Jesus, is the same. Yesterday, today, right. forever. That right. never will change. He's the rock. Well, we'll see you next week on the Fresh True Face Podcast. <laughs> Favorite. Emerald. Bronze. <laughs> Thanks for coming by, you guys. We'll stop that at some point, we swear. (laughs) Once we start another series, probably. Yeah. Yeah.